What's up, y'all? This is John Lawrence, and this is episode 99, The Effects of Anesthesia School Didactic Formatting on Resident Wellbeing with Cass and Caps. All right, so this is a great topic. This is coming out after the pandemic when so much shifted in the way that we do anesthesia training and higher academic education in general. And Cassie Caps comes on today to talk about the effects of how we format didactic training in anesthesia school and what those effects are on resident well-being, including stress levels, anxiety, confidence, and academic performance. Her specific focus is on the mix of online versus in-person coursework for nurse anesthesia trainees. Now, Cassie overviews what the literature says about this topic and is also looking for you to join her efforts by completing a very quick survey about your experience at the end of this podcast. So the survey links are in the show notes, and this is all part of Cassie's doctoral work at the University of Arizona. So she's completing her doctorate of nursing practice there, and uh, this survey and a subsequent follow-up podcast are all going to be parts of that project. So check this show out. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. It's the kind of the tip of the spear on how we're thinking about anesthesia training. She wants to get great data from your experience to understand, you know, what kind of path you had through anesthesia school, and then to churn that up with the literature and then kick something out that hopefully is going to be meaningful for program directors and future trainees in nurse anesthesia programs. So uh, I think it's going to be a great show overall. So here's a bit more on Cassie. Prior to anesthesia training, Cassie was a CVICU registered nurse for eight years and also worked in the cath lab for five years before that. Prior to nursing school, Cassie completed a master's degree in music with a focus on piano performance and pedagogy. She continues to teach piano on the side while completing her doctorate in anesthesiology at the University of Arizona. Her unique experience with anesthesia school included moving through her program as a single mom of an 11-year-old daughter. She also continues to play a big role in the lives of two of her former stepdaughters who are now young adults, one of whom who continues to live with Cassie and helps take care of her 11-year-old daughter, getting her off to school each day, which has been a huge help for Cassie during her program. This podcast is coming out on December 26, 2023. I hope you've had an amazing year and I'm thrilled to bring this episode to you. Please take a moment to complete the survey and help Cassie get some solid data for her project. And stay tuned because I plan to reconnect with Cassie in a couple of months after she's crunched the numbers and see what she has learned. And so with that, let's get to the show. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting with you today. I'm looking forward to it too. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah. So I want to start by asking you what got you interested in this topic? Sure. Um, I'm currently enrolled in a hybrid program at the University of Arizona. My didactic classes meet on Zoom and I travel to campus three to four times a year for skills training and clinical scenarios in the sim lab. The exception to this was the first semester of the program where we all stayed in Tucson for five weeks to attend our anatomy and physiology course in the cadaver lab at the university. I live in the Phoenix area, which is about two hours from Tucson. So the format of this program has made it so I didn't have to move. And as a single parent of a school-aged child, this was huge for me. 
during the didactic portion of training, which was the first year and a half, I could plan my studies around my daughter's schedule, which was amazing. I thought about how stressful it would be if I had to report to school every day for classes at a certain time and had to work life around school instead of working school into my life. As I started searching for ideas around this for my DMP project, I began to see many articles about the prevalence of stress and anxiety in nurse anesthesia residents. So it got me thinking about whether implementing more online coursework could help with that. That's awesome. I remember chatting with you, you know, way back as we first started planning this project around that time. And you were so grateful about the kind of hybrid nature of the University of Arizona and, and having you know, a couple of semesters fully online ahead of time. So I'm excited to chat with you about this. I'm, I'm glad that we're finally here uh, recording because I know you've put a lot of work into this. So obviously anesthesia school is super stressful for folks who are in it. Um, no one's no one's really arguing that, but what kind of, of problems are residents having as a result of experiencing the high degree of stress during anesthesia school? Yeah, there's many studies out there that verify the high stress levels among residents. A mean stress level of 7.2 out of 10 was recorded in the 2015 study by Megan Connor. Stress causes a lot of physical problems like sleep issues and immune system deficiency, which causes you to get sick more often. Stress can cause fluctuations in appetite and GI upset. Muscle tension and headaches are common too. In chronic stress, our bodies live in a constant state of fight or flight, which means high cortisol levels that negatively affect memory and learning, which is not what you want in CRNA school. On top of all that, stress can cause a lot of negative emotions like anxiety, hopelessness, depression, fear, and self-doubt. The research study by Connor states that 47% of nurse anesthesia students reported depression and 21% reported suicidal thoughts. And these are pretty concerning statistics. It's difficult to perform well at school when you're living in a negative mental space. Yeah, I think I think those stats are are shocking. Uh, I, I've seen that before. You know, around twenty one percent of residents are having suicidal ideation. I mean, for for one in five people who are in a nursing anesthesia program to be contemplating suicide is remarkable. Uh, so I hope that that statistic sinks in with the program faculty who are listening to the show and with all the clinical preceptors out there. When I, when I first saw that a number of years ago, um, it definitely helped motivate me to think about how do we create a supportive environment for residents, everything from how we design the didactic portion of our programs, which is what we're talking about today, to how we create that supportive environment in a clinical setting. So I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up and I'm glad that we're talking about this. Uh, what kind of outcomes are being seen in the academic setting as a result of students' high degree of stress? Unfortunately, there's a decline in academic performance and an increase in dropout rates when residents are suffering from exhaustion and feeling overwhelmed. Self-doubt creeps in and this causes self-efficacy to decrease which basically means we lose confidence in our ability to reach our goals. If we don't believe in our own capabilities, we're less likely to overcome obstacles and more likely to put limits on what we can learn and achieve. Yeah, that's pretty understandable. Uh, I want to ask you about the shift from master's as the entry to practice degree to 
doctoral programs to become a CRNA. So what has that done to the picture of stress for anesthesia residents? Yeah, for sure. There's definitely going to be extra stress from this. Um, Programs are going to be 36 months, which is about six to nine months more than most master's programs were, which brings that much more debt from student loans, along with scholarly projects and extra doctoral level coursework. This also elongates the time period for living with chronic stress, which leads to burnout and all the other negative effects of stress we discussed earlier. In a 2021 study by Masiska and Manwaring, the additional DNP coursework was one of the main factors that impacted increased stress levels and decreased well-being of residents. Historically, doctoral CRNA programs have had higher attrition rates than master's programs. So what are residents doing about this? Can you talk about some of the coping mechanisms that are being used to try to reduce stress? Sure. Many schools have resources for counseling that are available to residents. The AANA also has a robust wellness page with many resources. They offer free quarterly online peer-to-peer support sessions that residents can sign up for. Also, our personal habits and practices can affect our well-being tremendously. Studies in neuroscience tell us that exercise, hydration, sleep, and a healthy diet correlate with improved learning, memory, and academic performance. We know these are all healthy habits for our physical bodies, but they are just as beneficial for our mood and mental well-being. Some people find that coping skills targeting the mind-body connection are extremely beneficial for reducing anxiety. These are practices like yoga, meditation, breathing techniques, and mindfulness. Social support from family and friends is also very important for coping with stress. Studies have shown it increases well-being and encourages healthy behaviors. Negative coping can be easy to fall into when we are overwhelmed and consumed with negativity. This can look like isolating behaviors, distancing from our support people, or turning to harmful self-destructive behaviors that only increase the cycle of negativity. I appreciate that you spoke to some of that. What's interesting, I think, is that, you know, a lot of these are activities that individuals can engage in. So, you know, self-care, which is super important. We can't overlook that. But there's research that shows that the systematic structure of environments that people work in have a really significant impact on well-being, burnout, stress, anxiety, that kind of stuff. So let's focus in on that a little bit with how programs structure the online didactic portion of training programs. How would shifting to more online programming be impactful and help students who are struggling with stress? Well, the studies that have looked at resident stress all concur that high levels of stress and anxiety are corresponding with harmfully low levels of mental and physical well-being. Researchers are recommending transformations in nurse anesthesia education to decrease stress and anxiety, thereby increasing self-efficacy and academic success. So far, we haven't found what that transformation looks like. However, there are larger studies on grad students of other disciplines that have shown decreased anxiety in the student groups enrolled in online versions of classes versus the students enrolled in the same exact classes held in a traditional classroom setting. A qualitative study of grad students by Barry et al. in 2020 found that the main themes of the online learning experience were better work-life balance, 
flexibility, comfort in the learning environment, and autonomy, which decreased student stress levels. A study in 2020 by Hoffman et al. found that there was no statistical difference in academic performance between students enrolled in the same classes online versus in person. Unfortunately, there are no large-scale studies out there on nurse anesthesia residents, comparing stress and anxiety levels of residents enrolled in online courses to residents enrolled in traditional courses. I came across a small cohort study of nurse anesthesia residents from Palmer et al. in 2014 that confirmed what the larger scale grad student studies found, but there isn't enough research yet within our field to make a strong recommendation for it. Yeah, that's interesting. About how many programs out there are already incorporating online curriculum? Well, as of July 2022, the Council on Accreditation had approved 89% of programs for distance education, up from 68% in 2012, which is a 21-point difference. COVID-19 caused the COA to temporarily approve all programs for 50% distance education, and many schools kept their accreditation. However, it's unknown how many accredited programs are actually using their online platform. I think that the high number of accredited programs would indicate that there are enough out there for a research study into online courses and the well-being of residents. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Certainly an area that's prime for further research uh, to understand you know, the influence of online programming versus fully in-person programming. So what are some of the potential downsides that you see from shifting things to an online platform? Sure. Online platforms may increase the availability of support from friends and family by limiting relocation, but they may decrease the ability to make strong connections with classmates or faculty members. This could potentially lead to feelings of isolation. Also, some people may feel they don't learn as well online as they do in person, just based on their personal learning style. Right. So you want to look at this more closely. You've got a survey link for the listeners to fill out. What kind of information are you hoping to gain from this survey? I want to hear about the experiences CRNAs have had in their training and the experiences residents are having right now. What format do you prefer for didactic learning? How is your confidence and well-being affected by anesthesia school? How often did you feel stressed or anxious? I want to know if there's a significant difference in experiences between the two modes of learning. I'm hoping to provide some insight into the didactic phase of school that could possibly serve as a jumping off point for future research. I think program directors would be more likely to incorporate online coursework if there were evidence that it helped residents. Stress and anxiety are so prevalent and debilitating for residents in our programs. The survey link to this podcast has 11 questions it takes about 10 to 15 minutes to complete. That's amazing. I'm stoked that you're interested in this. Uh, so I hope everyone is going to hop off the podcast and go take the survey uh, to give Cassie some really interesting information. And then we've also got a little bit of a plan for coming back and talking about what you find. So tell us about that. Yeah. After I analyze all the surveys, I'll compile all the results and report back here on the podcast. I'm interested to see the experiences of our community and the thoughts around this topic. There's no way to remove stress completely from the didactic portion of nurse anesthesia school, but finding a solution for a significant reduction in stress would be amazing. 
Yeah, that's incredible. Well, Cassie, I'm so glad that you came on to talk about this. Um, so for those who are listening, hop off, go complete the survey, and then stay tuned to the show. And we'll be back in a few months to talk with Cassie about what she found. Cassie, is there anything else that you want folks to know before we go? I think it's just an important topic for for our profession. Um, I think any, I think all of us experience this stress and anxiety in school. When I talk with other CRNAs at clinical sites, it seems that everybody had a similarly stressful experience. And I feel like finding a way to improve that would just benefit the whole profession. Yeah, that's really well said. So I think this is interesting. I think the pandemic has had massive influence on how we have thought about education, how we've reconceptualized education. I'm glad that you threw the statistic in there that there's really no difference in terms of learning outcomes. Uh, I forget exactly how you put it, between online versus in-person training, um, academic performance, I think it was. That's important, I think, for people to understand. I think historically, there's a stigma about taking a class online, but I think the pandemic has has really just shifted the conceptions around that, that you know, so many businesses are doing meetings online, so many academic programs are doing not just meetings online, but classes online. People are able to get what they need to do in remote settings. And, and like you said, I think if we can fundamentally shift the way that anesthesia training happens, at least for a portion of it, it may have a pretty profound impact on residents' well-being, residents' experience of training programs, which um, hopefully would be good for the whole community. So again, thank you so much for coming on. And I look forward to finding out what you learned through this process. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. I look forward to our next meeting. What up, y'all? I wanted to drop a reminder that if you're a CRNA looking for a great team to invest yourself in your career in, check us out at Maine Medical Center in Portland, Maine. While the clinical opportunities would challenge you and the location is one of the best, our people and sense of community are truly what set us apart. Reach out if you want to learn more.